After the passage of the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES, Act on March 27, 2020, UC Santa Barbara received about $25 million in federal funding. In addition, they received another $25 million from the Coronavirus Response and Relief Supplemental Appropriations, the CRRSA Act, in December. With about $50 million in federal funding, the university spent about $11 million from the CARES Act for relief for eligible undergraduate students and another $1.4 million for graduate students. With the CRRSA Act, the university spent about $11 million on relief for students. This leaves about $22 million unspent. UCSB's Young Democratic Socialists of America is demanding that this remainder of federal funding is distributed among students with $900 stimulus checks. I spoke to YDSA Chapter Secretary Patrick Fairbanks and Co-Chair Taylor Clark about the group's demands as well as a breakdown of their correspondence with the university on this issue. All right, so um, here's the timeline. I'll just, I'm just going to kind of lay it out for you. Um, in January, uh, we were trying to figure out what was going to be our next, you know, campaign on campus to, you know, something to look into. And what all of us had noticed is that when it came to stimulus payments and um, COVID response from UCSB, it was very strange. There was no transparency whatsoever. No one knew what was going on. Um, they had sent out with the CARES Act, uh, which was from uh, 2020, they had sent out uh, early 2020, they had sent out stimulus checks to students. Um, but some students didn't get any. Some students got a lower amount. Some got a higher amount. It was very confusing. And even those of us just in the group kind of one night just sat together and looked at our accounts and we're like, why did I get 600 and you got 1200 and whatever? So that's where it all started. Um, we started asking questions about that and got some uh, meetings with the administration with some vice chancellors. So sort of, you know, second in command type folks, you know, lieutenants and stuff. Um, and through them got a hold of financial documentation that was public, uh, you know, for the school. Uh, one of those was the, um, the student relief stimulus information. And the other one was uh, quarter three and quarter four financial reporting when it came to the stimulus uh, spending. This is important because the stimulus money provided by the CARES Act and then later again by the CRSA Act is was split essentially in half. Um, 12.6 million was given to the financial aid department to be sent out, but mandatorily sent out to students as direct stimulus checks. They had to spend at least half on direct student checks. They got to decide which students get them. They got to means test it. They got to make all those decisions, but that was mandatory. The second half was discretionary for the school for COVID related expenses, um, which we've read the documentation pretty close and that term is extremely vague. Um, so there seems to be a lot of leeway there. They did their mandatory 50% on the CARES Act. And then when the CRSA Act came through, they did the same thing, mandatory, 50% that they paid out. Um, so those stimulus checks went to students. Once again, many students didn't get any, about 56% got something. So that left about, you know, 
44% with $0 in stimulus of the student body. Um, once we got on to this, we asked what was going on with the other half of the money. And that's why we got the, the Q3 and Q4 financial reports from last year. Obviously, we don't have Q1 from this year yet because I think it just ended. And also, they've stopped talking to us, but I'll get to that. Um, we read the Q3 and Q4 reports. And it said that of the remaining half, 12.6 million of the CARES Act, that was just the first group of money, they had spent about 2 million on sanitizing the campus uh, and keeping it clean, which left about 10 million. And we started asking what their plans were for that. And, you know, how could it uh, help students? And then they stopped talking to us. They, they stopped answering our emails. They stopped, you know, um, we kind of had like a regular sort of meeting thing going and that sort of ended. Um, we had one more meeting at the end, right after, right, right before the CRSA Act funds were given to the school. So that was in like February. The act passed in 2020, but it took time for them to be able to get the funds. It was the exact same amount of money as the CARES Act. And they had, we were told, the exact same plan to do with it what they did with the CARES Act, which means the remaining 10 million from Act, 12.6 million from the CRSA Act after their, you know, the halves for students were taken out is that 22 million that I was talking about. And the combined thing all both, both acts is about 50 million. At this point, we've, we've demanded from the school that they, uh, pay that money out because they've essentially had the first 10 million of it for like a year and haven't done anything with it and won't even tell us or be transparent about what they plan to do with it even if they did have a plan and students are really hurting and so we're basically like this is a slam dunk just do more stimulus checks um but they have not answered us and they have had no response to that in the past fairbanks went on to describe how part of the issue is a lack of communication within the UCSB administration, while Clark shared information on how the UC system has been receiving both state and federal relief. There seems to be a lot of uh, obfuscation and, and, and non-communication even in the UCSB administration because when we talked to the financial aid director, a um, guy named Mike Miller, he's the one that gave us all these financial documents, um, we asked him, like, who are the budget people? on the other side, right? That control the other half of the money. And he gave us names and we tried to email them. Obviously they didn't respond, but he said, I never talked to them. I've emailed them up with questions before and they don't respond to me. And they work in the same administration. So there's a lot of, of layers to it, um, but that I think that's the gist. So follow-ups obviously. And I actually, I do have some of the numbers for the state funding they received, which oh. I got from some research I did for an article I'm writing for the Daily Nexus. But anyway, um, it, the numbers we have are only for the UC system in total, not for UCSB. But essentially, the government in the fiscal year of, sorry, let me get the article up because it has all the information I gathered. Um, in the 2021, 2020 to 2021 financial year, fiscal year, the UC budget was cut by 300 million, but then the next year, 2021 to 2022, it's supposed to be increased by 383 million. So essentially they're getting a cumulative gain of $83 million on the UC level. Again, not the not UCSB, but 
again, they're gaining money from the from the state as at the same time that they're gaining all this money from the federal government and they're not demonstrating any need for any of this money and they could be giving students tremendous amounts of money but have so far chosen not to and have not said why they're not doing it which is very suspicious and concerning. The two also revealed that a vote was held among the associated students of UCSB voting unanimously in support of the YDSA's petition for $900 checks. Yeah, and as Patrick said, um, with the petition, there is very clearly a democratic mandate. Not only have we gotten our petition have over 500 signatures, but also the elected student body, the associated students have unanimously endorsed the petition and have also called on the university to make these checks and so far to no response. And that is the very body that we've been told to go to by unresponsive bureaucrats. They tell us they're our representatives and then we get them to do something and there's still nothing. No action is actually taken. Right. Which, yeah, exposes that, you know, they aren't really concerned with the concerns of students. They just want us to go away. Yeah. And they, importantly, they signed on to our, they endorsed our thing. Like we brought it to them and we said like, Hey, do you want to be part of this? And it was unanimous. Um, so every single AS member voted to endorse it. And then the president also endorsed it. And even after that, still nothing. I turned to Esmeralda Quintero, the AS off-campus senator and chair of external affairs committee, as well as the external vice president statewide affairs elect about the resolution she wrote in support of the $900 checks. Yeah, so I wrote a resolution in conjunction with the existing EVPSA, Aaliyah Reynolds, and the like some members of YDSA. And to me and in my eyes, it's extremely apparent that the university has done a poor job in the way that it has chosen to navigate direct payment and direct aid to students. So according to federal law, when it came to the disbursement of these funds, the university is only required to allocate 50% of this money directly to student aid. However, we've seen that this has happened twice, both with the CARES Act and the CSSR Act. Um, and this university is clearly prioritizing its own internal functions and paying off like faculty and whatnot, rather than actually supporting students when we see that We've had an uptick in students withdraw from the university because they cannot afford tuition, nor can they afford how expensive living in the like realm of the university is. And also just realistically, like we've seen an uptick in basic needs this entire year. So one of the things that I did as a senator was allocate over $120,000 to basic needs initiatives across campus, but we shouldn't have to do that. That's not labor that should be on the association. That's labor that should be, should have been performed by the university immediately. And unfortunately, the university is kind of acting out of accordance with almost like a social like contract that we have that while we attend this university, there is an understanding that this university is supposed to help support us in our time here. However, students are having to pay even more money to get access to resources that this university should also be providing. So for instance, an example, we can see that the financial crisis response team was nearing the end of its budget. 
the ASEOP grants was almost completely depleted until we intentionally allocated money towards it. Moreover, we shouldn't have to. Like, as much as I enjoy these initiatives and I have personally benefited from these um, resources on campus, students are already paying tuition and what they pay the association and student fees shouldn't already have to be allocated to these initiatives when the university operates multiple endowments. The UC operates to close to a $2 billion endowment and UCSB operates over $400 million. And while they may not directly control the endowment, they do have influence and sway over how it's utilized. She also reiterated how the university has yet to respond to both AS and the YDSA, centering her discussion on how the UC relies on the high turnover rates of student committees to quell dissatisfaction from the student body. So there was no response from the UC to um, the resolution for the stimulus checks? Mm -hmm. um, no, they didn't reach out to me as the author of the resolution. And to my knowledge, they didn't reach out to YDSA. Um, quite frankly, the university loves terming out students in the sense that they will wait on initiatives, they will create committees and they will acknowledge things but they will drag them out until students pushing for these initiatives graduate and they can release these initiatives without ever actually having to act on them. And unfortunately, I think this is one of those cases where the university knows that there's a lot of high turnover in the association and also in organizations leading the charge for this. And they'd much rather just wait it out until the students who are constantly banging on their door eventually leave. Finally, with a March for $900 checks planned for this Saturday, May 8th, I asked Fairbanks and Clark from the YDSA to reaffirm their organization's demands. Initially, when it was just the CARES Act, uh, we were demanding that the remaining $10 million be broken up between all eligible students at UCSB, that's graduate and undergraduate students. Eligible is defined by the school in their financial documents. Uh, there's about 25,000 roughly eligible students for this at UCSB. Uh, at that time when it was just the CARES Act 10 million, uh, we were advocating to split it up evenly among all students, $400 checks each. Then the CRSA Act came through. And so we knew that they had an additional 12.6 million on top of that 10 million, assuming of course that they haven't spent it because they haven't told us if they have. And so we bumped it up. We said, okay, let's break that up too. So we've bumped it up now to $900 per student to spend that money directly for eligible students. That's 25,000 students that would get $900 in their pocket to do with what they know is best for them. Because it's not the school's job to decide what's best for each student, but each student knows what their individual needs are. Um, and we don't want it to be means tested. We don't want it to be, you know, based on on if you file as a, a dependent or an independent or if you're working or if you're not like all of these things that are obstacles to getting people the relief that they desperately need. Um, $900 could do a lot for each student. So that's the that's the demand. And we don't want it to be based on outdated financial information from years ago either, because with right. the initial round of stimulus that the university sent out, they were using FAFSA forms from before the pandemic even happened, which makes mm -hmm. no sense because people's economic situations had completely changed. So that's another reason why we advocate blanket universal $900 checks. Mm -hmm.
when asked to comment on the university's unspent remainder of $22 million, UCSB administration did not respond. You can learn more about the YDSA's upcoming gathering under Stork Tower on May 8th, as well as their demands by visiting the UCSB YDSA Instagram page. With KCSB News, I'm Aubrey Valerio.